it's a great blessing that we can gather together as a church because we believe that in worshiping together, in gathering together, there is, there is power because the angels of God will come together when we come together also. So I think that uh, still in this December, there are so many things about Christmas that we can learn from the scripture. That's why this week we will look at heaven's message on this Christmas. What did the heaven declare? And that's important because there is something important that is delivered to us, heaven to earth, as we receive the king, as we receive the man that is from heaven. Exactly what happened was that there was an angel who came to the shepherds in the fields. But after the angel came, then there was multitude of angels coming. So this must be an extraordinary thing. And we need to listen. We need to listen what does heaven has to say to us. So let's read together from Luke. Second, look to, and if I can invite you all to stand up together, we will read from verse 8 until 14. Look to verse 8 start, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Amen. Please be seated. So we will look at these verses one by one. Isn't this something that is uh, interesting? That God, that heaven willing to reveal the birth of the Savior, the history changer, not to someone who is in the palace, but the heaven reveal it to the shepherds who are in the field. So this must be people who is very, you know, is, they are doing hard work. They are doing the work that is maybe no one else want to do because they had to stay out in the field. But that's the way of heaven is sometimes beyond our understanding. So let's look at the first one. What does 
the heaven has to declare to us in Christmas time. Number one is good news of great joy. And we see that coming on, you know, later and later, people try to, to package the season as a holiday season. And they try to take out the main character, which is Jesus. So Christmas, without Jesus, it will not be a Christmas. So we need to find the true essence. Without Jesus, you will not find great joy. So number one, let's see verse 10 and 11. The angels say to the shepherds, fear not. You know, when the shepherd came to the, uh, the angel came to the shepherds, they were so terrified. And it's the same also with some of the testimonies that we hear when people were um, visited by an angelic being. They were gripped with fear because their stature is much more bigger and higher than us. And there is fear that comes. But then the angel said, the message from heaven, number one, fear not. You know, in this life, in this world, we do have many things to fear. We fear about our future. Fear about finances. Fear about maybe partner in life. Fear about maybe your problem, the stress that's coming. And God is telling us while we are living in this world, yes, many things can make you afraid. Maybe when you are ill, you are sick, being in bed, or maybe you are undergoing a procedure, then you might have fear of what's going to happen. What if? What if? What if? Or maybe fear of people also. What if they don't accept me? What if someone or someone else, maybe someone close to you, someone you honor, what if they don't like what I've done? What if my boss did not approve? So there are so many things in this world can make us fearful. And that's one of the arrow, the fiery arrow of the devil that he's always shooting into our minds to put fear here. But God is giving the other side of fear is faith. And heaven declare, do not fear. When you know who is given to you as a helper, you do not fear. And your helper is available 24-7. Your God 
never sleep, never slumber. Psalm 1 to 1. He's always awake. He's always paying attention to what happened to you. So heaven say, do not fear whatever is trying to, you know, put fear into your mind. God says, do not fear. When we look at this, fear not is a command. So either we want to hang on to our fear or we obey. Okay, Lord, I release my fear into your hand. I believe your word. I receive your word. When you say fear not, I will not. You know, trying to hold it dear to myself or trying to hold my doubts, my worries very close, but I will obey. I will put it down at the feet of Jesus. So fear not. Why? For behold, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. So Christmas, God says, is about good news of great joy. You know what happened? Because Verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Savior means someone who saved you. We do have prison ministry. And uh, if you are interested to join in, you can contact Pastor Daniel because he oftentimes go there. And he recounted that when the team goes to the prison. The prisoners, they are so happy to receive the visit. You know why? Because hardly maybe they receive visit from people. Because they are in the prison. Maybe they're family. But family cannot visit them every day, right? So when they receive a visitor from the church, they are so happy. They are so welcoming them. And you know what happened? Before Jesus came into the world, we were under sin. And when we committed sin, we were under sin. We were sold to bondage. We were sold to slavery, to sin. So we are being shackled by the power of sin. That's the picture in the spirit world. When we commit sin, that means I give myself and I give myself to be a slave of the sin. Can be any sin. Can be lust. Can be immorality. Can be maybe violent things that are going on in your minds. Any kind of sin. Maybe it's lies. When we commit it, we put ourselves into the shackles. And when we were under sin, we were slaves, having shackles on our hands, on our feet. Maybe you go to church, maybe you want to follow Jesus, but as long as you do not renounce the desire, you do not renounce the Roots of sin in your heart. It can be bitterness, resentment, disappointment, 
anger, jealousy. As long as the root remains in our hearts, we are still under bondage. Just like those people in the prison, they are under bondage. They cannot go out. They are imprisoned. So God says, you know, Christmas is about good news because God will not leave you under bondage. God will not leave you as a slave to sin until the end of your life. Great news means, just like those prisoners, when they were receiving the news that you are being forgiven, today you can get out from the prison. That's the great news. Today you can get out of the prison without paying the penalty. That's what Jesus did. You did not pay the penalty for your sins, but He took your place. He paid it in full. There is no remission, there is no discount. In full, Jesus paid for your punishment. So I believe those prisoners, they are happy when somebody visiting them, but they are even happier by, you know, much, much more great joy. It must be the day that they were waiting for. You know, when they got the news, okay, in five days, in one week, you can get out from here. They will start counting seven, six, five, four. They are counting the days because it's supposed to be a great joy. Now when Jesus given this Christmas a great joy, when we still do not have that joy in our lives, then we need to question ourselves. Is there still some parts of my heart, some parts of my life that I haven't surrendered to Jesus? Maybe we allow Jesus, okay, Jesus, you come into my religion, but you don't need to come to my workplace. I, I don't think Jesus knows anything about my business. So in our lives, all of the aspects of our lives, Jesus said, whomever believe. So this great joy, good news is for all the people. When I was young, I shared this with the youth also. When I was young in my high school, you know, came a time when I was talking with my friends and I don't know where did that thought came from, you know, but it came out of my mouth. I say, well, yes, Jesus died for the world, but I don't know if he died for me. 
the moment that sentence came out from my mouth, something hit me inside. The whole night, I was crying. And in the morning, I met my friend and I said, that was totally wrong. I felt that when I said it, I disowned the sacrifice that he had made for me. That sacrifice, that love, that proof is for you personally. He opened it for all the people. But it comes personal. Whomever receive, whoever believe, you have to accept, you have to apply the blood of Jesus into your life. So this is good news of great joy. You know why? Because when Jesus came into the world, he knew he came to die. He came not to just cruising around the earth, looking around what people are doing. That's not the purpose. He came Christmas. He came to die. So the moment you understand the sacrifice of Jesus, He is giving you such power in the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, it holds power for your healing. The blood of Jesus holds power to all the evil forces. I remember since I was little, you know, my parents, they were ministering. Uh, this, is, this is the Gajamada is the latest church, but we started with a smaller one in Setran and then Tanahmas. I remember when they were ministering to people trying to pray for deliverance from evil spirits. They will pray. They will take the guitar, they will worship, and then they will pray. And there's one thing. When you invoke the blood of Jesus, because by the blood of Jesus, that's the point of defeat for the devil. There is no other thing that can make the devil run away. It's the blood of Jesus. So you are being given the power of the blood that saves you from your sins, but it's not that. That's not all. The blood also saves you from sickness and diseases. The blood also saves you from the evil spirits that try to rob and steal your life, your family, your mind. The blood of Jesus is the power that is given to you. And it comes 
on the Christmas day. So great joy because you will find freedom. When you believe this, you take this for your family. Thank you, Jesus. You purchase my family with the blood of Jesus. I believe, Lord, that there will be peace and joy and righteousness in my family because the blood of Jesus already saved us. Speak it out over your family. Speak it out over your work. Speak it out over your country. So that's good news of great joy. And number two, verse 12. And this will be a sign for you, the angel said. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger, lying in an animal feeding trough. And before, the angel say, today is born a savior who is Christ. And the people of Israel understood when it's Christ, it means Messiah. The coming king who will deliver them from all the oppression. Savior Christ the Lord. But this Savior Christ the Lord is going to be in a manger, in a barn. Lying with the animals. Number two, if you're going to be offended by God's way, it's going to be like the people of Israel until today. They are being offended by Jesus. How can this person being a Messiah? No way. The father is a carpenter. Jesus has many things to be offended since his birth. But this is the majesty of heaven. Sometimes heaven's way is not according to our way. Right? We think that, okay, God, if you are good to me, you will bless me. But Lord... Why I'm suffering? This is not fair. But Jesus say, heaven say, suffering is good for you. If you want to enter the kingdom of heaven, you must go through suffering. No, 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 no. That's what we like to say. We don't like suffering, God. But heaven's way is the higher way. And sometimes God is giving us paradox. There are many, many paradox in the Bible. If you want to be the greatest, you need to be the smallest and the servant of all. How can it be? I want to be the boss. I want to be someone great. And you call me to be a slave of all? And God says, whoever wants to promote himself, he will be put down. But if you want to be raised with God, you need to go lower in your heart. Go lower. The lower, the lower you go, 
just like Jesus did until the lowest. And God exalted him to the highest of heaven. So there are many paradoxes if we follow the kingdom of heaven. But that's what is being proclaimed by Paul in 1 Corinthians 1, 23 until 25. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than man. So Paul declaring, you know, he's preaching. Paul was very intellectual. He was having such a good education under the most famous teacher in Jerusalem at that time. But then when he came to know Jesus, he proclaimed, Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is Messiah. He was crucified. But then he rose again from the dead three days later. And people were laughing at him. What are you talking about? He was dead. And he came to life. Alive again? Nonsense. So Paul said, we preach Christ crucified and he's being mocked all over the place. He is being persecuted because what he preached, that this Jesus who was crucified is the Messiah. But it says, the foolishness of God is wiser than man. God is infinite. We are finite. We cannot fathom the counsel of God. We cannot understand. Because, let me retract back. I will explain it later. So, the weakness of God is stronger than man. In other words, you better believe. That's why the shepherds, they were just so humble of the kind of people. And when they received the heaven coming to them declaring, then they come and find the baby in the manger. They believed it. If it's us, maybe we were like, mm, it doesn't connect. How come? Is this really true? Let me check it later. And if I find more proofs, then I believe. But because it's the shepherds, they have a heart to believe what heaven declares to them. And I pray that will be for us. When it's the heaven that declares, when it's God that speaks through his word, we just better believe. I believe, Lord, even though I don't understand right now. And the third one. The heaven declares in verse 13 and 14, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. So Christmas, God really sent the whole 
angel. One angel is not enough. Because it's the only begotten son coming into the world. So heaven sent a whole pack of, you know, angels, multitude. There will be like millions, millions. Because this is such a great event for heaven. The Son of God is coming down, leaving heaven to live with men. He is after you. God is after you with his great love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What more do you want to do you want God to prove to you? What more? He's given you the best. And the heaven declares, it's maybe you don't understand this, but later, all these things, the coming of the Son of God, and He giving up His own life, being resurrected, is all will bring glory to God in the highest and on earth peace so this christmas i pray we will find peace with god very important because god is after you god already paid the price in full now is for us to receive, to respond, to come to God. Okay, God, I want to be reconciled with you. Because you bought my life, so I give my life to you. So let's look what Romans 8 verse 32 has to say. He, God, who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? When heaven already given you the best, the greatest gift, how can? Will he not give you everything you need? May God find faith among us. If you believe, you believe that your supply, your resources is coming from heaven, then it will drive all fears, all worries, all doubts away. But we need in a place, in a posture, to receive the resources from heaven. Because so many times, when we are proud of ourselves, proud of our achievement, we are not in a place to receive. 
But if you want to be in a place to receive, you need to humble yourself. You need to lower yourself because water always goes down to the low part. Water will not go up to the high places. Just like that, the grace of God will flow to the people with lowly heart. So believe, this is great joy. God will give you all things that you need. Heaven will support you as long as you walk in obedience to Him. And Ephesians 1, verse 3 until 6, this will explain what does it, be, what does it mean for Christmas to bring glory to God. Let me read from verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as He chose us in Him, in Jesus, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us for adoption to Himself as sons, through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace with which He has blessed us in the Beloved. So, if you see in verse 3, it says, in Christ. And in verse 4, repeatedly, sorry, I... Miss that with uh, blue and underline in verse 4. In Him. He chose us in Him. And then verse 5. Through Jesus Christ. Verse 6. In the Beloved. In the Jesus Christ. So all these things, the Father is given to us. But it has to be in Jesus through Jesus, there is no other way. And Jesus said, I am the way. If you want to get to the Father, you have to go through me. And it says in verse 3, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. What more can you ask if you will only just believe and receive? God has provided every spiritual blessing. So if we follow Jesus correctly, we will never be in lack. God says in Psalm 23, David, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. If we follow Jesus in the right way, we should never be in lack. We should not lack anything. Maybe people in the world, they have a lot of wealth, but they don't have peace. They have abundance of things, but they don't have joy. But in Jesus, every spiritual blessing is given to you. But you have to access it through Jesus Christ. Verse 4, He chose us 
before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless. So God already knew before the foundation of the world that He had to send His only begotten Son, Jesus, to die for all mankind. God knew. Jesus knew that that is the only way to redeem our debt. Sins equals debt. The one who can redeem us from our debts, only the sinless blood of Jesus. Nobody else can do that. Verse 5, He predestined us for adoption to Himself as sons through Jesus Christ. So go back to the story of a prisoner, of someone who's committing sin and being a slave of sin. We were slaves to sin, and God redeemed us from our prison. But he could have just put us as his slave, right? Now you are free, you work for me, you just be my slave. But that's not his plan. He did not just free us from the slavery of sin, but he took you and me as sons and daughters by adoption. So, just like in Romans 8, you need to receive the spirit of adoption into your heart by which you can call Abba, Father. This new relationship is available when you receive the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can give the seal. This is son. This is daughter. That's the seal, the spirit of adoption. That's why we encourage you all. Please ask. Ask for God to fill you with His Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the down payment down payment of your inheritance. So all these things, we were slaves to sin, but God took us as sons and daughters, as an heir of His. He is the creator, He is the possessor of all things. And now we become heir with Jesus Christ. So later, you know, God will let you reign with Him. Maybe some of you become governors, some of you become kings or, you know, a mayor. You will reign with God. And because of what He did, the grace, the great grace that He gave to us, that we were so just like, so bad, like just a beggar, a prisoner, but he took us and he did not only took us, he adopted 
us as sons and daughters as heirs. So all these things later when we come to God the Father, we will say, thank you, Lord. There's nothing else I can tell you. Thank you for taking me as your daughter. Thank you for taking me as your sons. You know, when you are being sons and daughters, your parents will take care of you, right? Your parents will make sure there is a connection. There is a relationship that is so close. There is a, there is a guarantee. And that will be to the praise of His glorious grace. Amen. Let us come together to God and let's just praise Him for His name forevermore. And I invite you all, let's all stand and let's just spend these few minutes personally in front of His presence each one of us. And let's just close our eyes and sing, I cast my mind to Calvary. The more you understand Calvary, the more you understand His love. And let this Christmas Become that good news, great joy, peace, glory because of what Jesus did on Calvary.